Welcome to What the If. Philip Shane here, a documentary filmmaker, which is, those are the movies where things are real. We're always focusing on reality, but today especially. We'll find out in a second exactly why, but uh, Professor Matthew Stanley, how are you? Are you in reality today as well? Um, I am, in fact, a Wookiee. <laughs> Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> you are a Wookiee. You may be an adolescent so, Wookiee. So adding to our things that are known to be true, I am a Wookiee. Okay. All right. Now we, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to investigate that claim, I think. Uh, but I oh, think okay. Uh, yeah, we can run experiments or something. But looking at your, your, um, your lockdown hairdo, which I also have, <laughs> we may say yes. Confirmed. <laughs> Uh, Gabby Panicia is also here, our spectacular um, virologist, virology expert. Do I have that right? Mm. Saying that right? Well, I wouldn't call myself an expert per se, but yes, I am here as well. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. <laughs> See, this is the difference between, I don't know if claiming yourself to be a Wookiee is hubris, but maybe, whereas Gabby is not, is, is, is not, is claiming to not be something. That's a harder thing to uh, Well, that's, yeah, and actually that's kind of a long-standing philosophical question, too, which is worse, right? Is it worse to well, assume a false falsehood? Yet unproven to be a, I'm currently yet not proven to be a Wookiee, so that it's it's kind of on the well, fence, I think. Well, you know, Philip, she's got a point. We have not met her in person. She could totally be a Wookiee. It's true. It's true, with a human face mask on. <laughs> that's kind of creepy yeah. yeah because there are people that wear wookie masks i don't see why i shouldn't go the other way around i've been in, on what planet is he from Hashik. <laughs> i knew you would know <laughs> i'm sure there is a video of a uh wookie mom wearing a human face mask oh sure that, that the whole Probably group... terrifying to the children yeah. exactly <laughs> uh but today we're taking on very important uh, a very important issue. The, the, the reason Gabby has been with us for a number of episodes now is because we are going, we are living in a what the if scenario. Typically, we Matt, Matt, how would you just what was the show like before in the before times? Uh, in the before times, when everything was harmonious and all people were happy, um, and uh, all children were above average. Uh, we would um, we, we would change something about the universe, like uh, uh, what if humans had no toes, or what if the sun was half as bright, and then we would run with that um, to see uh, what would be different about the universe and learn some science along the way, and usually destroy everything. Right, and when in the in the episode, I suppose the fictional episode where we uh, imagined humans with no toes, when we ran with that, we immediately uh. discovered the problem. <laughs> Also, but I, I would be remiss if I did not point out that I did notice the very deep cut Garrison Keillor reference there. So that was <laughs> impressive. NPR, I'm glad it was appreciated. Very much NPR fans. Um, anyway, b before we get too far astray, because that's what this episode is all about, is coming back from being astray. Um, today's episode was inspired by an actual encounter I had Um I feel fortunate that in lockdown, we happen to have a, in our apartment here in uh, Brooklyn, we happen to have like a little patio in the back so I, I can actually go work with a little picnic table out there and uh, was chatting with one of the uh, the workers in our building. Super nice guy, really smart. Like this is not a, 
crazy person by any means. Um, but he, you know, said to me, hey, what do you think about this 5G thing? And he was wearing a mask and I was wearing a mask. So we're all protecting ourselves. And But I didn't know what he was talking about. If I said, oh, yeah, you mean the cell phone? I was like, faster service? Sounds awesome. Uh, and he said, no, no. He's like, it, there's people saying it could be connected to the virus. And he was genuinely curious. He wasn't like sold, but he thought this is a this is a, an issue of concern. We should look into this. And for him, the thing was, we'll get into the, the evidence so-called a little bit more, but the thing for him that sort of gave it some legitimacy, maybe, that he should worry about it, was that 5G began in Wuhan, China, mm. apparently. I don't know about that. But I thought, well, that that's a little odd, you know, and wow, that, that would be a great thing for us to investigate. Um, then I went out on my walk, my sort of daily short walk around the... Um, around the block where we tried to avoid the humans play that game um and there's a huge graffiti tag on one of the sort of you know, wooden walls they put up for construction and it says stop 5g <laughs> so clearly it's a thing um yeah. and then just to nail it just to show show you how important this is how how let's say widespread it is, I, I brought up some headlines. So let me just run through these real quick. Um, this is what's happening in the news. And uh, if you're listening to this in the future, where it turned out to be true <laughs> that the 5G <laughs> apocalypse was upon us, you can laugh at these or you can laugh at them now. Um, BuzzFeed, a uh, reputable blog, even though it has the name BuzzFeed, which I've always thought was kind of hilarious. Their headline, here's a tech headline. In their tech section, a conspiracy theory that 5G is causing the coronavirus is spreading alongside the pandemic. Subheading, even Woody Harrelson has succumbed <laughs> to the baseless hoax that cell phone infrastructure is spreading the coronavirus. That's an article by Ryan Broderick at BuzzFeed from uh, April 3rd, 2020. So, I mean... <laughs> I, I right. believe that Ryan Broderick, the reporter there, was probably having fun by saying even actor Woody Harrelson. But Woody Harrelson has a large following, I'm sure, in, in Twitter and stuff. Um, there's another one. Uh, this is an article from Snopes. Now, Snopes.com, S-N-O-P-E-S, -E is a site you should know about if you don't already. And mm -hmm. if you can contribute to them, that's helpful, too. They're an independent website that for years has been doing very, very good work debunking or, or at least invest, investigating odd claims. And, and they yeah. will tell you. They'll rate it true, false, or sometimes in between. And they'll give you the evidence both ways. So Snopes had a headline, was a 5G tower torn down in China to stop COVID-19? So there's some video. That also is the kind of thing I think people see that and video is very powerful, um, which is why we don't use it on this show at all. <laughs> <laughs> no video. Um, but uh, the subheading there and this article by Dan Yvonne from April 2nd uh, said the video is real, but it has nothing to do with 5G or the corona pandemic. So good to know that. Uh, Snopes also, I want to point you to a page. Um, this is very lovely. This reminds me of if you're a lover of film, there's a thing called the Criterion Collection, for instance, mm -hmm. a fine collection of the best films. Snopes has a page called the Coronavirus Collection, Conspiracy Theories. And it's just a ton, a ton of things. Uh, here are some samples. The origins of and scientific failings of the COVID-19 bioweapon theory. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a thing too. Uh, here's a class. This is a classic. Does George Soros own a lab that developed COVID nineteen? George Soros always makes his way. If he got a penny for every conspiracy theory article he appeared in, he'd be rich. He's already very rich. Uh, was Charles Lieber? I don't know who that is. Oh, a Harvard professor. Was he arrested for selling COVID nineteen to China? Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's my favorite. Uh, is the Umbrella Corporation logo, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Do you know Umbrella? Is the Umbrella Corporation logo oddly similar to a Wuhan biotech labs? <laughs> I love it when evil people would accidentally give themselves away through oh. graphic design. And that is the It's okay. Of... Brand identity is very important. It's true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. To the evil people. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, and it's going to wrap up here with just a couple others. The Associated Press, also one of the most reputable groups, uh, you know, ad headlines. Uh, they had the, the Associated Press had to take up this issue. I guess that's what I mean. Uh, but they have a very interesting article from April eighth by Ari Jetalalaika, uh, and she wrote: "Maps do not show a link between coronavirus and five G wireless." Uh, also, another article by her, a very important one from April 15th, uh, a call to an iPhone did not cause steel wool to catch fire. So, whew. <laughs> forget the bioweapon. Um, don't put your phone near um, some steel wool. So we're going to have to put the steel wool one off for another show. We'll take that down. Um, but... We have done episodes, we've done a few episodes in the past in which we have taken on things we want to make clear right from the beginning are ludicrous ideas. However, uh, for instance, a flat earth, we have, we have one, actually a couple episodes on flat earth, super mm-hmm. fun, that, uh, astrology, and uh, was another one. What we like to do is say, look, if it was real, what would be the scientific mechanism, the physical mechanism by which this thing would would have to work um, and and kind of by demonstrating the absurdity of that A, we have an enormous amount of fun B, we get to flex our science fiction imagination a bit and most importantly we do learn about the scientific process one we, hopes, yeah one day. so we take it as a given, we don't, want to, we don't want to dismiss you really shouldn't just dismiss right? I mean, you can just sort of offhand dismiss things that seem crazy but it's certainly worth going through the steps of seeing Okay, well, what, what would have to be true? So first thing, let's say, uh, Gabby, if you, if you read this headline, uh, and what it is, what the if the coronavirus is being caused by the 5G cellular phone network. So when I first heard this, I was stunned because they're so unrelated from each other. I didn't even know how people made that jump. It was a little bit like asking, if an elephant poops three times a day, how many coconuts do I have to swallow to get my clock working? <laughs> like none Whoa, of that's a good one. are related. So I was stunned. And then, of course, I looked into it and it was a case of, I feel like at every point, people trying to make something fit in a way that it doesn't actually work like you hear a name and you think of something else um 
So I think I think the theory parsed itself into a couple of different ways. One that I read was that the radiation from it was weakening our immune systems mm, so that we okay. couldn't fight it off when they introduced uh, a virus. And I think the other one was that somehow it was causing the disease because it was limiting oxygen exchange, um, which is suddenly meaning that 5G breaks the laws of physics, which is a fun one. Um, <laughs> The physics, the laws of physics really take a beating in conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> on the internet, certainly. On, yeah. Certainly on the internet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what did, what, had you heard of this before I mentioned this? Um, I had not heard of this specific one, but I should say there's a long and glorious history of um, uh, blaming uh, all sorts of ailments and problems on radio of various uh, forms, of which say 5G is just a, a modern instantiation of. Okay. Um, so let's see here. So before COVID came around, um, it was being blamed for uh, uh, various cell towers and such um, were being blamed for things like uh, cancer rates, um, pneumonia, even. Um, and so this, this is a long history to it. So even back to when the very first radio towers were built, you know, 100 and some years ago, um, people were very concerned uh, that it would cause um, diseases. Oh, I didn't even realize. All right. So, so back then, um, yeah, we should go back and look at like the, but we should look at BuzzFeed from uh, what, 1933, maybe? Uh, yeah, when it was sent by telegraph. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and people were very concerned. Um, so, what we have here is what we, we would first need to see is, uh, again, we're, we're, we're taking the fanciful assumption that it was true. If it was true. What if it was true? What the if it was true? Uh, uh, speaking of what, the, this is, it seems like a good time to introduce again for those who are new, Matt. Why what the if? It seems to apply to this particular situation in, in, in particular. Oh, the 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 in what the if um, is is how we signal our uh, uh, our outrage and horror and the sound of our heads exploding uh, as we realize just how uh, how outrageous a universe we have created. I like that. So if you didn't know what the sound of a head exploding is, it's the, the. then mm -hmm. <laughs> boom. <laughs> um, and so, and what we do is we say, what if it was? What if it was true? So we have. Um, what exactly, maybe this is a Matt question, what, I will say part of the problem is you say radio and I'm already like, oh yeah, well that's old fashioned and it doesn't seem threatening to me. We have radios. But 5G yeah. is, you know, it sounds weird. It's bizarre, mm -hmm. right? So cell phone towers themselves are, we, and these are just cell phone. It's like, see, I bet all these things, many of these conspiracy theories come about during an age where the technology is so new and way beyond the understanding of the or of the average person so when radio was new that certainly would be a weird thing mm -hmm. so sure. five what is five what does that mean 5g so we should go way way back i guess or way way down um there's this stuff called electromagnetic radiation or em radiation sometimes we say so if you take an electron uh, everyone at home gra grab right. an electron grab an electron yeah. um, you almost can't help but <laughs> yeah, you, you've already got them in your hand, probably. Yeah. And if you wave it back and forth, um, it uh, changes the space around itself in a tiny little bit. 
Um, and this, this is called the electrical field, magnetic field. And if you stick them together, it's the electromagnetic field. And it so happens. So when you wiggle your electron, you're changing the electromagnetic field, uh, in the area around your electron. And if there's another electron nearby, it will react to that change in the electromagnetic field. So electromagnetic fields is sort of how charged particles like electrons and protons, um, interact with each other. So these, so every time, like if you take two magnets um, and you push them towards each other, the resistance you feel is the magnetic field between those magnets pushing on each other. Right? So even though you can't see it, you can see how it interacts. Um, and it so happens that if you wiggle, if you change this field by wiggling your electron a little bit, that change in the field zips away from the electron very, very fast. And by very fast, I mean the speed of light. This is essentially the fastest thing in the universe. So this little disruption in space that can be sensed by electrons um, zooms around, zooms along. And we call this electromagnetic radiation because it's electromagnetic. And radiation is actually just an old term for something uh, to describe something that moves from place to place in a straight line. Okay. So like light. Uh, so, so like 120, 130 years ago, um, people are realizing that maybe this is something you could use. That is, you could, um, if you wanted to send a signal from point A to point B, if you wiggle your electron at point A and then hold on to an electron at point B and wait for that electron at point B to jiggle when the electromagnetic radiation gets there, then you've sent a signal, right? I know that you at point A are wiggling an electron and that's useful information. And then I can harness that to do things like send sound and images and so on. So that's radio. Right. That's the old style radio. And it so happens that electromagnetic radiation comes in lots of different flavors. Okay, Um, And particularly that what determines the um, the different flavor of uh, electromagnetic radiation is how quickly the electron is jiggled. Okay, And we call that the frequency. I thought we were were going to call it the jiggle speed. That, that, that was proposed (laughs) and shot down. The JS. It was too silly. so the it um, has a high jiggle factor (laughs) (laughs) so when you tune a radio to a particular frequency what you're doing is you're telling the radio to watch for a wiggle of that speed okay so if you tune your radio to a hundred megahertz one hertz is one jiggle per second it's named after heinrich hertz the guy who first successfully does this in the laboratory uh, so a megahertz is a, th- a million jiggles per second. Whoa. Right. So when you tune it. Try to, that on the dance floor. To a megahertz. <laughs> you're saying, watch for anything jiggling at this speed. And if you see it, tell right. me. Right. Um, and one of the, so one of the convenient things you can do is you can jiggle your electrons at lots of different speeds. So if you're jiggling yours at 100 megahertz um, and Gabby's jiggling hers at 100 kilohertz, then those can be um, uh, listened to differently. So I won't get confused listening to yours because Gabby is also sending hers, as long as the jiggle is significantly different. Right. And, and that in sense? that instance, Gabby would, I believe, be burning one million times less calories. Or a thousand, right. a thousand be, times. That's right. And this is this yeah. will actually come up later in the conversation too. Is that the, the different levels of jiggle have different amounts of energy, and then this turns out to be important. Yeah. So we give names to different ranges of the jiggle. Okay. okay. 
Yeah. Um, so when we say radio waves, we're just talking about one category of jiggle. Okay. And then microwaves, for instance, are a different category of jiggle. And uh, light of the sort you see every day is a different kind of jiggle. Um, and x-rays are a different kind of jiggle. There's lots of different ones out there. So when we talk about radio waves, um, we mean just this particular kind of jiggle. Okay. That's fantastic. The jiggle theory, you know, honestly, it is only through the jiggle theory that I'm truly understanding the whole. <laughs> it's much better than just saying, well, there's different frequencies of light, which you can kind of understand. But yes, but to see the, the jiggling. Yeah, jiggles, jiggles have been responsible for many scientific breakthroughs over the years. Yeah, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The jiggle factor again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Okay. This is <laughs> so, so while you're coughing, so, um, so cell phones work by sending particular jiggles back and forth. Right. Um, but your individual phone isn't very strong so it can't send a jiggle very far so there are these things called cell towers that listen for your phone's jiggling and then when it hears that jiggle it repeats that jiggle more powerfully to get it to wherever you want it to go right um, so when we talk about the different G's, the different networks, we're just talking about a different system of cell towers that are using a different part of the jiggle spectrum. Oh, the G is for jiggle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Little known fact. Right. Five giggles. Um, so right now you are surrounded by electromagnetic jiggles um, of all different flavors. Okay, so all different kinds. You're you're sitting in a sea of them Fantastic. right now. Yeah, and if you have a four G phone, it's listening for the jiggles that are marked as being four G. Okay, and if you've got a three G phone, it's listening for the jiggles in that particular category too. Right. So you've got all of these around you all of the time. Do we know? If, um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if you know. But like, is the three, four, five? I know that's just sort of a new network, but is it actually related to a frequency or is it just a brand? Not to my knowledge, yeah. but um, I don't. Right, right. But they are different frequencies is what we're saying. They are different frequencies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. So so phones are sending out basically radio waves uh, mm -hmm. at some frequency and the cell phone towers listen for all those in their area and then send it to somewhere else and that's how the whole network works until eventually it gets to the cell tower near the person you are calling and then it beeps and then it jiggles that's right and then right. it jiggles their phone yeah right it's actually like you know, the old thing of like two cups connected by a string it is exactly that it's just using electromagnetic waves instead of string right it's like a, a super rube goldberg version <laughs> of <laughs> cups connected by a string Flipping the switch. So, Gabby, we're moving to the other side, another realm of science entirely, uh, biology. And um, my first question is, is jiggling involved in virology? Do viruses jiggle? Is jiggle a necessary part of their being? Do they dance? <laughs> well, not in the same way that Matt's talking about. In uh, biology, we tend to rely more on just Brownian motion, which is sort of just random bits of matter moving a little bit differently. Um, I, I believe to 
sort of reference Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a very strong engine of Brownian motion is a very hot cup of tea. Yes. Um, <laughs> ah, excellent. done. Yes. So that's as close as you get with viruses. Uh, they do not jiggle in any way that can power your, that, that can communicate with cell phone towers. Right. Um, which is unfortunately less fun, I feel like, <laughs> than the full electromagnetic <laughs> jiggle spectrum. That would be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also, just a, t- a tiny note, and there's a lot more information about this in, in, our, in the previous episodes we've had with Gabby, where we really have uh, dived deep, dove deep. We went deep uh, into how viruses work and all, where they come from and all that kind of stuff. And one very interesting fact I learned is that they do not propel themselves either. So they don't, in other words, unlike, uh, I don't know, other things, they just are Fish. carried along. Yeah. yeah, they're carried along. Um, so... So, given that, let's say, um, as I'm, I'm working out this conspiracy theory in my head, how it would work, it seems like well, the okay, radio waves then must, if if radio waves, uh, we have to we have to say, ask ourselves how literal are we going to say causes the virus? Mm-hmm. Let's say, so, just right there, actually, Gabby, you can just just mm-hmm. address that one point. What would so, that if I it had, actually caused the virus? What what in the world would that be? So if it was actually somehow causing the virus, ass- assumably that like there would be some cell tower mechanism for transmitting viruses. Ooh. Viruses are mass; mm-hmm. they have to be sent. Um, so there, there's a thing that we use for cryo EM, which is called electro spray. Mm-hmm. That by running a current through a liquid, I believe you can get it to like spray out and like mist. Um, and we use that to isolate proteins, but I suppose in theory, you know, one big tower, you can use it to like mist aerosols. So the entire environment is now like right outside of a Febreze can where you've just spritzed virus everywhere. But I feel like, of course, we'd notice that because all of a sudden Arizona looks like England and it's just fog. Um, I did have one idea for how far we'd bend this, how you might create another disease using this, uh-huh. but this uh-huh. is sort of just like if I had to make it fit somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to move away from viruses, because like I said, viruses inherently require the transmission of of matter right, um, right. where 5G is energy, essentially. Um, there's a disease caused by something called prions, Prions are misfolded mm-hmm. proteins. Mm. Um, and essentially what that happens is, is say you get infected with a prion, it'll then cause all of your other proteins that are similar to it to fold wrong. And then essentially what happens is something like in Alzheimer's where you get an aggregation of these protein clumps that all of a sudden gum up your ability for your brain to work. So that gave me an idea uh, for sort of if you are getting some sort of electromagnetic energy at you, the only place our body really has to respond to it is our eyes. Mm. Um, we have photoreceptors in our eyes, essentially jacked right into our brain uh, through you know, nerves. A weak spot, um, yeah. Yeah, so my idea was like, if, if I'm going to really hack biology here, maybe some particular frequency that we somehow don't encounter in nature or, or in combination would cause a cascade inside of our nerve cells that somehow leads to something not being degraded or, or, or creates like some prion protein, um, which then would cause everything 
to like cascade um, and you would develop like this neurodegenerative disorder. But of course, COVID-19 is a respiratory disease. So <laughs> I feel kind of like we're witnessing a supervillain origin story. Right I was now. about to say we were <laughs> I had the exact same. We were there. When Gavi became we an evil scientist, <laughs> began her conquest of the universe. I remember her. Sure. I'm not sharing that on the internet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember her before she lived inside a volcano. <laughs> but uh, no one should remember me before then, because clearly that would be my peak. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, wow, that is super cool. Whatever was going on there. So yeah, actually. I'll take a one step back and say again, we can also address the the kind of basic misunderstandings that people who might, you know, hear this theory and not be a you know, I, let me say actually in the best in the best cases, people want to be critical thinking. They want to be able to, you know, at least judge the first thing they hear or something, you know, okay, and they trying to weigh that against rational, weigh that against their own experience in some ways. And they're unable to do it if they don't know, like, you know, uh, they have no basis for it. So, for instance, a virus, just to say a tower, a cell phone network or something, radio waves, could be causing a virus almost implies that a virus is just like a condition, which actually, actually, Matt, I would think maybe that's actually almost an old way of almost pre maybe pre-scientific way of thinking about diseases that you were just you were put in a particular state oh i see I mean, as opposed yeah, to as opposed humans. to being creatures yeah or little <laughs> yeah there's a lot of layers going on there yeah. um uh but yes it is it is a misunderstanding of sort of the um uh, what I guess once upon a time we called the germ theory of disease, uh, the idea that uh, there are diseases that are caused by um, microorganisms or things, yeah. pseudo organisms like viruses. Or or they're even thinking of like sunburn or something. In other words, I could see that where, um, mm -hmm. in fact, maybe subconsciously this is a little bit like that. Like there's a situation where radiation does Actual radiation comes. Yeah, that's right. So I think actually, as you say, one of the the culprits here is actually the word radiation, nice. um, which in the popular mind is associated with things like nuclear weapons and reactors, um, the stuff they pump inside you at the hospital, uh, chemotherapy. Right. So the radiation is clearly some kind of potent thing that can kill you. Um, so people uh, associate that with the word. Um, but the category uh, radiation is just this very general term um, to describe things that spread in a particular way, like a, a beam of light, like a stream of neutrons. So you need to have a very important word in front of radiation to make it clear what it is you're talking about. So we're talking about electromagnetic radiation, which is a particular kind that has particular effects. Um, and then say neutron radiation is what you would get if you were sitting inside a nuclear reactor. Don't sit inside a nuclear <laughs> reactor. If you're inside one right now, get out. You might get a virus. <laughs> I mean, you might catch a cold. That's all. That's what we're saying. Um, so there's lots of different kinds of radiation out there. So you need to have some specificity. Um, but in popular culture, we don't 
use that kind of specificity. So when somebody hears something like cell phone radiation, they think, oh, my God, that's what comes out of a nuclear bomb. Uh, bad things must happen from that. And yeah. in fact, there are kinds of radiation that will give you diseases, diseases like radiation poisoning and cancers and so on. Um, right. But the kind of radiation coming out of your cell phone is not one of those sorts of things. Actually, so cancer, that's an interesting one. I think also, yeah, people are definitely thinking about that. Um, is that that's something that falls within your uh, wheelhouse, Gabby? But for instance, a little. Uh, it just explain because I I do think, and even myself, I'm not sure I could give a very clear, simple, just explanation of the difference between cancer and a virus. So cancer is yourself, essentially your own cells that are mutated through random processes, usually. Um, which are growing out of control. Um, and what's difficult about that, actually, in a lot of ways, kind of similar to viruses, is that it's your body has ways to recognize what's self versus non-self, i.e. it's the reason why your own immune cells don't degrade your heart into dust. Mm. Um, it knows that that's important. But cancer is you. It's your mm. own cells. If you have a lung cancer, that's your own lung cells. Um, and while your body has a lot of good ways to tell um, if something is out of whack, um, essentially a lot of the same tools um, that your body uses to recognize viruses, it's similar, stuff growing out of control. We can tell that and it'll kill it. But sometimes it doesn't catch it or the cancer through mutational processes, dysregulating huge cascades of proteins um, will actually wind up being able to suppress your immune system, stuff like that. Um, so can cancer is a disease of the self malfunctioning. Right. So it's sort of like the your DNA has become you've got your your DNA has been rewritten and, or it's damaged in some way and your so it's your cells are making bad versions of them. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, whereas a virus is an actual thing, uh not living but let's say a creature in a way or it's it's a thing like bacteria, it's an actual Thing that comes inside and starts to do damage to you. So it has to come from somewhere. It's the reason I emphasize that is to say that we have to accept in this theory that um, it's a misunderstanding to think that, yes, it's like these radiation maybe is causing cancer in you. These, there's a misunderstanding there among people who are believing the theory that viruses are maybe like that. But the, theory, the, the phenomenon exists, and we are saying, what the if? These cell phone towers mm -hmm. are causing viruses. I think we would have to say that it can't be that they're creating the viruses, although that would be truly spectacular. <laughs> I don't know how that right. is, but mm -hmm. they are um, some. So it would maybe it would be something like this: that for some reason, the cell, the radiation, uh, the ra the radio waves that come out of the cell tower uh, vibrate at a particular frequency that excites this particular virus <laughs> yep so that would be one and gabby also um uh, mentioned in passing a, another hypothesis which is that something about um the 5g radiation weakens the human immune uh, uh, system yeah right which again is a thing that happens too much uh, too much neutron or ionizing radiation um uh, will weaken your immune system it's like one of the symptoms of radiation poisoning but i would um, say this is not that kind of radiation yeah. right and this is the theory is far more specific than that i mean they're not saying oh that 
that's another thing. I mean, there might be people who say it's bad to live near towers. It causes sickness or in just some general way. But this is very specific. These cell phones, these five, not just anything. Okay, but it's 5G. Mm-hmm. So first, here's a question. Could you, Gabby, um, for instance, this is my understanding. Actually, a friend of mine um, who is a very knowledgeable in, in, in medicine uh, actually once explained to me how a microwave oven works. And it wasn't what I thought. And just like Matt, you were saying, there's a misunderstanding about the word radiation. And he explained to me, people think a microwave you know, oven is somehow using radioactive <laughs> or some kind of weird rays. And, all. and he said, really, what's happening is it's simply... Um, sending out radio waves, microwave uh, radio waves at a particular frequency that happens to be tuned to the same frequency that water molecules will vibrate, mm-hmm. that they have a resonance at that frequency. Is it possible you could make viruses, you, you could somehow do something to viruses by sending a particular frequency at them? kill him yeah i mean i think if anything it would just kill him right i mean i that's that's more what i'm thinking i I mean i guess probably the more biologically sound way of approaching this is and also from the angle of the most of the conspiracy stuff i've been reading to uh read up for this was that they think it's somehow damaging their immune system and i know radiation can kill your immune cells essentially because they're rapidly dividing and um well not all of them but you know sometimes they have to rapidly divide um and your body as it recognizes problems caused by radiation will sometimes kill those cells and they'll die off um so i think that's more where people are thinking of but as far as like uh vibrating at the same frequency as your immune cells and somehow popping them you'd feel that because your bone marrow would be microwaved (laughs) well like (laughs) I, I feel like that would that would really hurt, and you'd know. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. Yeah. So, so electromagnetic radiation can kill viruses because they are, uh, yeah, relatively delicate things. And a good way to sterilize something is to shine ultraviolet light on it. And ultraviolet light is just another kind of electromagnetic radiation. Right. right. Um, so, uh, essentially, what's happening there is that the the individual molecules in the virus or chains of molecules will catch some of the electromagnetic jiggle and can't handle it and they break apart. Um, So if you shine enough UV light on something, um, enough, uh, there will be enough electromagnetic energy absorbed that those things will, will break down. And similarly, you should not shine a lot of ultraviolet light on yourself either, right? Because you'll, that's, you'll get a sunburn. It's the same kind of things here. The molecules in your body are catching more energy than they're happy about. Right. And just to be clear, for instance, when we say radio waves, like that we use to transmit music and talk radio, uh, and conspiracy theories like the fantastic show that Matt was on. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. What was it? Uh, uh, um, oh, Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast FM. Yeah. Coast mm-hmm. to Coast AM. AM, AM I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, shout out to you guys. We we get a lot. We get a lot of people coming from coast to coast mm-hmm. because you yep. still to this day. So welcome. Um, and and I hope you're enjoying this this. Uh, dive into a coast-to-coast type theory <laughs> um i think we're, we're left with one 
we've ruled out many things, which is what we would want to do in science. And we're left with, I think, the idea that the cell phone tower is spraying viruses. I think that's the only... <laughs> it's just a big, big virus pump. It has yeah. to be. It has to mm -hmm. be. Um, and, you know, see, this is one of those things where, again, conspiracy theories, they use scientific terms in very incorrect fashion all the time. Yeah. Like quantum mechanics in particular is just rife. People, people will take words from quantum mechanics and use it in all kinds of theories, especially quantum, uh, oh, sorry, uh, conspiracy theories, for instance. But um, so the tower, this is it. The towers are spraying viruses. Therefore, to be doing that, what would happen? They would need like tanks of viral Ju you, juice. You you explained to us, Gabby, last week that it, tell us again, what does the word virus mean? So uh, virus is essentially referring to I mean, I mean, in Latin, it's it's slimy water, slimy water. <laughs> so they would need to be tanks and tanks of uh, slimy water to uh, jiggle over the population. Yeah. I believe. <laughs> yeah. So the cell phone towers are essentially like gigantic sprinklers of viruses. Now, if you actually believe that, that would be terrifying. That would be a terrifying thing to walk down the street and see the, the right. thousands of gallons of virus being sprayed over you. Yeah, right. that would be unsettling. Actually, to even get closer to the fear, I think that somebody would feel if they were really worried about these things was it's not even that you see it. You don't see it. You don't see it, smell it, feel it or anything. Right. But it's spraying. I mean, if you are spraying that much enough yeah. to be effective and sickening as many people as it was you would see it. It would oh. be like if it, if you go outside and it's it's, it's schmutzen, like that would be the, <laughs> what would be happening. And I think to produce enough infection. Yeah. So tell us how much uh, like what would that would it have to look like rain, for instance, or even thicker than that? Well, I think I mean, you'd need to be able to cover a decent enough area. And then too, you know, viruses can only survive. These viruses can only survive in droplets. So if by the time it's coming back down, it's dried out, there's going to be no virus there. You've just killed it because, you know, it's, it's evaporates. Uh, it's okay, so this is yes. actually, so our, our cell phone spray tower is actually a bad way to get our virus distributed. Is that right? Yeah, or it's got to lay it on real thick. Okay, so Literally. what's a better... So I, I'm just I'm just asking hypothetically, but if I were uh, bent on infecting as much of the human population as I could through something like a virus spraying cell phone tower, what might be a better system? Uh, I, I feel like I don't know licking the public transit poles or like an. In <laughs> I, I feel like sort of the normal routes that people get infected. It, it's not satisfying. I think it's why these conspiracy theories persist. But mm, okay. just regular touch surfaces, people touch their face. I think it's like a, a hundred times, like every five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. doing it right, now, doing yeah. It right now, yeah. yeah, we are constantly touching our face. Yeah. So just slap that like on the average Manhattan subway station, like which is already real grody. So you're saying oh. we actually can't do better for distributing viruses than just normal human stupidity? Yeah, I, I mean, like, there's an, <laughs> there's an excellent quote from from Contagion, which I'm going to butcher, which actually Contagion highly recommend. First oh. 30 minutes of it, okay. the most scientifically accurate movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. Um, wow. But there, there's some quote about like, oh, aren't we worried about someone making this into a weapon? And uh, Lawrence Fishman goes, oh, the bats are already doing that. Yes. Like, 
the natural ways that we get these things are are so effective because I mean think about it it's it's evolved for millions upon millions of years so me becoming a, a mad scientist to make some cell phone tower sprinkler is not going to necessarily be more effective than your average person sticking their hands in their mouth I I always knew Batman was bad uh, <laughs> and so so I see another conspiracy theory that someone is. Uh, that maybe the cell phone towers affect your brain and you begin to be drawn to lick poles, subway <laughs> poles. You know, it's like it's, they look delicious and, and you begin licking them. Um, but uh, that being th that being the case, I, I, it struck me that actually maybe a better, a safer way would be that the virus, the juice is in your phone. Mm. Dun, dun. Right? Because, no, I mean, the towers are part of the problem, but it could be that the towers jiggle your phone which is true uh and you've got you know little packets of virus um now well, there's could... but how do you get the viruses into your phone in the first place though that'd be the trick how would you get them out without exploding the phone yeah oh, oh, oh maybe this is why apple is always releasing new models of the iphone is that the, the actual phone is identical but it just has a, a new reservoir of the virus <laughs> in it more potent yeah. Well, you know, as they refine refine the recipe, you know, because mm -hmm. that's how yes. how viruses are made. We have a big vat and we stir it like, you know, <laughs> cauldron style. Yeah. That being said, I have heard and maybe Gabby, you can verify this or, or debunk this, that your phone, your cell phone is among the most disgusting, infected virus or bacteria laden objects we have. Oh, probably. I mean, like. One of the things that I was realizing as this was ramping up was I was disinfecting my hands constantly, but I disinfect my hands and then pull my phone out of my pocket. Yes. Yep. So I was constantly still touching my phone and I, I hadn't been as frequently, you know, hand sanitizing my phone. Um, so even as a virologist who was going admittedly like neurotic, making sure I was taking precautions, I, I was realizing, yeah, this isn't something that most people do. So, yeah, your phone's pretty grody. Um, All right, so maybe our phones are causing disease, are causing the spread of COVID, but not in the way that the conspiracy theorists are thinking about. It's just the general human stupidity style. Yeah, yeah but see, that's the thing. The conspiracy theorists would not want to let go of that connection because the ordinariness of, what, of that, that mundane thing you just mentioned, while perhaps mm -hmm. scientifically accurate, does not stir the human soul. Yeah, that's no fun. We have to have that. Um, and I should say there's an, there's an important issue here with how these ideas get started that's um, is, is of sort of broad importance, which is that the conspiracy theorists will do things like show you a map of 5G towers versus a map of COVID spread, and they match up really well. Uh, so they'd say, look, this is clearly a thing, right? Um, but so this is this touches on a, a classic problem in science of of correlation versus causality. Right. Yes. Yeah. So when we talk about causality, we mean this thing causes that thing. So me putting my hand on the stove causes me to scream. Right. We say that causes that. Um, and then a correlation is two things that just happen to be at the same time. Right. So uh, it so happens that uh, I am screaming at the same time my hand happens to be on the stove and at the same time um, that my cat is knocking a glass off the counter. It's not the case that the cat is causing me to scream. Um, the, the oven is causing me to scream. Right. 
Um, but it's hard to tell the difference, right? Because we're just noted, our brains just notice these things happen in the same time or the same place. So it's very easy to confuse causation and correlation. It's even possible that your screaming is causing your hand to get burned. Well, I should say this is this is something that um, is, is pointed out, too, is that you have two things happen at the same time. How can you tell which causes the other? Yeah. Right. So maybe, yeah, it's my screaming that causes my hand to burn. Right. That's you could make that case. That's clearly not right, <laughs> but you could make that case. Um, so this is uh, so those two maps overlapping are a classic example of this because it turns out that um, they are correlated. Um, 5G towers and COVID spread are in the same place, but they're both in the same place for the same reason, which is that that's where people are. Okay. COVID is spread by people. So where you get more people, um, you're going to get more COVID. And it also so happens that if you're building cell towers, you put them where people are. Right? So really, these are just these are two separate maps that are really just maps of population density. So you can make an exact same map for Kentucky Fried Chickens. Okay, it will be exactly the same. And then you can make the argument that Kentucky Fried Chicken causes COVID. Not a sponsor. Well, that, not that a, might not actually But you could also say Kentucky Fried Chicken causes 5G towers, right? oh. which probably isn't right, but you're using the same evidence for that. The they would make me want to... Yeah. <laughs> they would make me want to lick the subway pole. That was yeah, it's all coming together. You smeared some chicken on it. Yeah. Um, so the technical term for this is what's called a spurious correlation. Ah. When you get two things that look like they're causally related, but they're actually not. Um, and my favorite example of this um, is that uh, if you graph um, ice cream sales versus murder, um, they correlate almost perfectly. Whoa. So you could say, well, clearly ice cream causes murder. Um, but it turns out that uh, both ice cream sales and murder are caused or have a causal relationship with temperature outside. When it gets hot, there's more murder. When it gets hot, there's more ice cream sales. So if you don't know that deeper causal relationship there, you will incorrectly think that when the ice cream man shows up in your neighborhood, death follows. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains the old adage, I scream, you scream, we all scream <laughs> for ice cream because Freddy Krueger uh, is coming. And there's the wonderful website called Spurious Correlations. Just Google it and it'll pop right up. Uh -huh. That will let you graph things like um, number of Nick Cage movies versus deaths in by drowning. Right? I and was going to that mention that one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's really extraordinary. It's a great way to kill time while you're quarantined, too, is to go down the list of spurious correlations. Well, I like that yeah. this is the spurious, spurious correlation sounds like a disease or a, or a bad <laughs> condition, which, in fact, it may be one of the most virulent and dangerous diseases we have right now. Because well, that's true. It's probably killing a lot of people. Yeah, people are there are actually as we speak there. This is a whole other thing. But there are people protesting the lockdown. Oh. Right. They, they actually went to people are out without masks They're, I mean, this is a whole nother crazy situation, um, which is insane. But but lack of scientific literacy is a huge problem. That's one of the reasons we do this show. I will say just take one serious moment. Um, I'm going to wrap up by saying gonna, this this ends with the fact that 
if the viruses are in the phones, which we've said they, well, they're very, at the very least, they're on the outside of the phone. So using Occam's razor, we could say, oh, that actually, that correlates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they definitely with the inside or the outside. Oh, they're definitely on. We don't need them on the inside because they're on the outside. But somehow the radio waves in your phone are also then grabbing those mic- the viruses from the outside of the phone and shooting them through the air. And so it's it, it, what's happening at the cell tower is actually reversed from what we were talking about before. <laughs> All the phones are shooting viruses, you know, slimy uh, water viruses at the cell phone tower. And then it's firing, you know, back in, in all, dir- all directions. That or, or it's just making your phone vibrate and then it's jiggling all the vi- virus oh, particles right off of it and directly yes. in your face. That could be it. You know, that's it. That's the simplest mechanism. Yes, your phone is vibrating and the virus is going right into your face. Um, that's why you should wear a mask every time you use a phone. Um, and you should have a, one of those uh, what a, a cover. You should put a shield on your phone. Um, phones, the phone should have its own mask. I think that's what we're looking at next. Yeah, that would be cool. fun. That would be fun. Um, uh, last thing on that on that note, by the way, in terms of you sanitizing your your devices, this is totally true. This happened like just only an hour or so ago. Uh, I was talking to uh, we have a relative who um, has a grandfather in the ho- in a nursing home, and so hopefully he'll make it through. I don't know. He's elderly. He has the coronavirus, but of course they cannot communicate with him. Right? You can't go visit him or anything. And so I said, um, "Let's get him an iPad and just get it into his room. You know, somebody put it in his room, turn it on, FaceTime or Skype or whatever, and just leave it on. And then it's like a baby monitor or whatever. But you could talk to him, and he could talk to you whenever you want. He doesn't have to do it. It would just be there. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, to be able to do that, you you would even Assuming if, if the facility were to take it and they were good at what they do, they would sterilize it before they took it actually fully into the facility. But you might want to sterilize it before you send it anyway. Um, if you go to Apple, and I'm sure this is true for other companies as well, um, Apple has actually updated their How to Clean Your Devices page to include um, preparation for or you know, doing your best to uh, keep it clean in this age of COVID-19. So they have sort of, basically they've sort of lightened up on the harsh kinds of things you could use on it. They say, you know, you can use 70% bleach or something. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not giving out the information. You should go um, check it out, but you can do that. And that's something you should do anyway, basically, if you take your phone and and your thing out. Um, So Gabby, what would you, how would you, um, Jumping way forward into a utopian scenario where people understood what you do and what you know <laughs> about viruses so that people would react um, intelligently and appropriately. Uh, what minimum knowledge or what, what are just some very, very basic things you'd like them to understand? Um, I feel like the main one now is, is moving away from cell phone towers, if, if that's OK. Um I, I was reading this article that's essentially like almost a third of people believe that this was created. And I want to mm. just mention that that's really hard. I mean, there's been so many times I just pop a little fluorescent molecule, or the, the sequence for it, into a virus, and the whole thing just doesn't work anymore. Mm. And, and like the idea that like 
we are some like science Baba Yaga witchcraft going on. <laughs> or, or like my favorite is like, but it escaped. Um, they don't have legs covered this. Like it's, uh, yeah. you know, most people don't understand the conditions that we work in when we work with virus, um, which is part of why I was flaunting the movie Contagion actually shows a BSL four type facility where you're in a space suit, stuff like that. Like, you know, scientists are thought of as like the boogeyman and I would ideally like people to realize like yes we are people and two like when we work with this stuff like we're scared of it like we we take appropriate precautions a a lot more precautions than we need to because we don't want this thing either um and so the idea is like oh but it escaped like it's not a tiger like it's it's not (laughs) it's not tiger king yeah, no, it's, it's very different. And like, if you come out of like a BSL four, which is like a box in a box in a box in a box that yeah. you're in a spacesuit inside of, and then you get like decontaminated in, yeah, like the th- this is not just like a low security, like you know, lab that you see in most movies, right? So, so like, I love for people to understand what this actually looks like. Right, and and that the people who are making it are the ones who are in the greatest danger. So not only would you have to be have all the sophistication and the apparatus and all that kind of stuff to be engineering these things in the first place, which is very much, at, I suppose, at the cutting edge or the bleeding edge of science, <laughs> if it's there at all. Um, but you would have to survive the the whole uh, experience. Uh, There's a lot of work for just creating misery. I don't know that. That I mean, and to be honest, like. Uh, again, contention quote, the bats are doing it for us. We don't like yeah. the mm-hmm. the idea that we, we would construct something de novo, like fr- from scratch is, you know, astronomical because, you know, you don't reinvent the wheel. Like most people are more worried about smallpox because we're not vaccinated for smallpox because it's extinct outside of the laboratory setting. Yeah. So honestly, like the, the idea that, you know, we're concocting viruses, which you can't control once they get out. Like, no, we, we, we'd stick with probably, you know, chemicals or nukes, the traditional ways that right. we kill all of each other. Exactly. Like, just yeah. bad reality television, melting your brain. Um, uh, but I, I feel like there, in, in an upside down way, actually, these whereas it seems like people coming up with conspiracy theories is to make something more dangerous than it already is. But actually, I think it might be is this weird subversive comfort in it that like oh maybe people did this not that the universe is potentially so either malevolent or uncaring or whatever that it would just you know that 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 just the earth itself would create uh something that could just wipe out the whole human race i think that's and i think i should say there's psychologists and sociologists that study conspiracy theories um and this is the the generally accepted explanation um is it's it it brings some kind of order to an otherwise chaotic situation yeah right you say instead of seeming like just crazy stuff happens all the time like well no there's actually an illuminati of six people that decides (laughs) what the fashion will be next year um, and that makes people feel better I also think, you know, science is is a little unsatisfying, especially with this. Like, this is a virus that stopped our whole world. This is probably, I mean, the biggest disruption to our lives that we will ever see. Mm-hmm. And so that the fact that the air quotes cure for it is stay inside and wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seems so reductive compared to the scope of what this is. And yes. so, you know, conspiracy theories help you justify why you might be scared or, or concerned. Yeah. 
Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the science of, well, it just happened and wash your hands is not satisfying um, to the average person. No, yeah. you want it to be something more so then you can explain why you're worried. Actually, one of the things yeah. to me that makes it so horrifying is that, like, wow, in our, you know, super modern technological age, medical age, whatever, the only thing we know we can do against this thing is something that cavemen could have done, you know, <laughs> right? Go into <laughs> yeah, your cave. That's it. Yeah. Go into your cave and also six sit six feet apart um, and don't touch that giant monolith that uh, just <laughs> appeared out there. That Or do, depending Senior on your preference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Gabby. Um, one last question, a real virus question. Is this virus more contagious than anything we've ever seen? Like I saw Dr. Fauci on TV just the other night saying um, it's unprecedented. I'm not sure if he meant that, that it's the most. Con- it seems to be insanely infectious. So I think what's I think it's more a combination of the way we've been handling it, to be honest. So I think one of the other times I'd introduced the concept of R0, which is reproductive rate, essentially how many infect, how many other people can one sick person infect. Um, for flu, it's about one or two. For measles, it's a dozen or more. Um, mm. I think our current estimates hold that this is somewhere around four or five. Um, which doesn't put it at the top. I think it might be higher than that somewhat because we're only testing people we expect to be sick. But I think uh, uh, the bigger component of this is just the way that it it works. So many people might be sick but not know because we have asymptomatic carriers. Mm -hmm. Um, We're definitely inadequately testing. Um, So... And, and, you know, like I said, it's sort of confirmation bias. We're testing people we expect to be sick. Um, You know, later when we're actually trying to figure out what the scope of this thing was, we'll have to do random sampling of the population um, and just figure out what's going on. But I I think it's definitely, you know, unprecedented in the fact that, you know, we haven't had this much of a disruption to daily life since, you know... World War II, probably. World War II, yeah. And so... It's it's something that most of us never thought we'd um, we'd see. It's definitely more of just the absolute crazy line of events since the weasel got caught in the lo- large hadron collider in 2016. <laughs> Only conspiracy theory I subscribe to, by the ah, way. Um, that just explained everything. Yeah, yeah. It's the, that for, smell for of weasel know, in the a, air. There is an excellent conspiracy theory that a weasel got into the large hadron collider uh, in April of 2016. And it got fried, and that shunted us into this alternate timeline where oh. everything's terrible. Um, and I, you know, I firmly believe in that. Yeah, um, yeah. Pop goes the weasel. So yeah, hence why we've never seen anything like this before, because it's the the ferret god who has taken over control of <laughs> our universe, and he is not merciful. He is not merciful. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Gabby. Um, it's been amazing having you, and we'll definitely have you back. Um, uh, we have you, you may appreciate we have, I have an episode coming up um I haven't scheduled it yet exactly but I've been talking to a, a very popular te- technology journalist friend of mine uh and I asked him what if what if uh this whole lockdown had happened let's say maybe in 1989 Ooh. before oh. the internet certainly before video and all that kind of stuff, what kind of experience would we be having now? We certainly wouldn't be doing this podcast. We'd probably be a lot more 
knowledgeable. We'd probably be doing more useful things. Um, but there is no more useful thing, actually, than, than having listened to all this information. Wherever you are in the world and you're listening, we hope you're doing well. If you're in one of those countries that is now slightly opening up and trying to open up, um, I hope that's going well. Uh, email us at feedback at whattheif.com and tell us how you're doing and how that's going. Uh, let us know. We in the United States look towards you with hope. Um, I noticed. I, I was hearing actually that uh, interest, interestingly here we have people in the U.S. We have people protesting that they shouldn't be locked down, so they're going out. They're demanding to go out. Meanwhile, in Europe, in places where they're slowly, and in Asia, where they're starting to to try to open up things slowly, uh, they're actually having to work very hard to get people to stop being afraid and to actually leave their house. Actually, do it. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Um, you can also go to our website, whattheif.com, and find out all kinds of information there. Uh, we'll have some links, uh, all, all about the things that Gabby's been talking about. Um, and w- one site, Gabby, you've often recommended is uh, rock.edu for your it's, university. It's yeah. rock.edu. I don't think the dot is in there. Um, but yeah, that is my university science outreach program. Um, I actually have been doing a bunch of stuff throughout this with uh, Jeannie Garbarino, who's in charge of it. Uh. Um, and she's been putting out really excellent, um, sources, especially for, um, students, um, about learning about stuff like this, um, which is a great way if you're stuck at home to keep your kids entertained, but also, you know, it, it scales up. So there's, uh, some information for adults and people of all backgrounds, uh, both on virology and not viruses if you're sick of them. Oh, right on. (laughs) Have you told Jeannie you're doing this podcast? Because I actually know her. A little bit because I did these videos about I've done a number of videos about Rockefeller for them, um, like when they were building their whole new laboratory and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I, I have I have told her. Awesome. Um, Tell her I said hello. I will do that. Uh, Matt, uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, the mat-shaped depression on my couch is <laughs> um, a place where a lot of exciting things have been happening lately. <laughs> um, if you're in the neighborhood, don't come by because it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely keep way more than six feet away. Yes. <laughs> two, two meters. Keep it to four meters at least, please. Um, Gabby, you are going to be receiving. I, was, I have not sent them yet because I realized you, we've had you on for four. You are. So each time somebody comes on, they, they get raised to a higher echelon of Ooh. ifer. So first you're super ifer. Then super duper ifer, then mega ifer. You are now at giga ifer. Giga ifer. Giga ifer. You went like a battlefield promotion. You just kept going up and up and up, all in one row. <laughs> so I'm sending you a boxed set of Ooh. finger puppets of scientists and science fiction characters from the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. I don't know if I've been plugging them as much lately. You should go check them out. Uh, you, everyone listening can get 10% off uh, philosophersguild.com uh, if you use the coupon code WTIF. They make smart, funny gifts for smart, funny people, and we appreciate their support of the show. They're big fans of us, and we're big fans of them as well. Uh, Gabby, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Is there something coming up your... Uh, Alas, no. no. Similarly, a, a Gabby-shaped <laughs> depression in, in, the, in the couch. Well, I'm sorry to hear you're both having depression. You know, I. Uh... <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's it's merely the couch that's having. I understand because it's trying to cope with me. Um, yes. 
<laughs> See? Correlation and causation right there. Um, there you go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Submit your ideas. Again, you can email us, feedback at whatthef.com. Send in your story ideas. Tell us how you're doing. Find us on Twitter at whatthefshow. We are also on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. And my big thanks to uh, Kyle Crichton and uh, Howard Zhang and Ilya Zhang for all their help um, in putting these shows together. And the website, whatthef.com. You can check it out. And now we end with a ritual, a, a tried and true ritual that has so much scientific basis i won't even begin with but simply that we are being attacked by streams the cell phone towers are spewing out vast quantities of slimy ifs ifs that's a truly disgusting image (laughs) (laughs) and so when we think of that uh how do we feel matt uh we're horrified so we must scream what the they say stay home